Machine Learning and Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Neil Daly. I'm the founder of Skin Analytics. Uh, we're a company that uses machine learning to diagnose skin cancer. And I've asked Dr. James Samaru of HS Ventures to come join me and help me set up this podcast and figure out how to get all this information we want to share and explore across to you in a nice little way. Dr. James, would you like to introduce yourself? Thanks, Neil. Uh, pleasure to be here, mate. So, yeah, my name's James. I'm an anaesthetics IT doctor by background, so I practiced clinically for five years. Did loads of different bits and bobs in leadership and policy within the NHS and sort of wider commercial healthcare sector. Uh, ran a couple of health tech accelerators, um, so one for the NHS and one independently, and now raising a venture fund. Uh, we also manage a different fund, but that's another story. And I do some media stuff, so I write for Forbes. I've got my own podcast called the HS Health Tech Podcast, and I'm here to help you guys out and get into conversation, so looking forward to it. So just doing a few little things here and there. <laughs> just a few bits, mate, yeah. Brilliant. So what we wanted to cover today is really look at why machine learning is valuable in healthcare and have a think about what stage it's at right now. Yeah, I mean, the reason why I'm here, mate, is I'm obviously really interested in this and there's so much that I do in and around AI machine learning startups, you know, especially in health tech. And so I'm just super keen to hear why machine learning is so important in healthcare. So I'd like to know the basics. I'd like to know the long story. I'd like to dive into some examples. And I just want to get a really, really good feel for essentially why it is that this technology is, is important right now and is going to be so important in healthcare. Yeah, well, I was trying to think about this, how to distill what uh, my perspective is down to the, the most basic element here. So clearly, machine learning's been in the press a lot, shows a lot of potential in a lot of different fields in medicine. But I think the real value and why we need to focus on it as an area to really invest in both time and, and money to make happen is the simple fact that the amount of information that is available to clinicians in medicine has just exploded in the last 10, 20, 30 years. We know so much more about how our bodies work. We know so much more about the epidemiology of disease and health. And we've had a real focus emerge on how we deliver uh, cost-effective care. Uh, you know, People like NICE have really taken the focus on how do we make sure that drugs are the most cost-effective, but increasingly they're focusing on how medical devices can be assessed as cost-effective and actually uh, just incidentally, I had a conversation with Sam Roberts, who's the CEO of the AAC at the NHS, mm. and she was talking about a new initiative where they're going to mandate the use of medical devices that can be proven to be cost-effective to the NHS across the, uh, across the NHS. And so there's a new emergence of this sense that if we can prove that technology is valuable, um, we can start adopting and enforcing that adoption. But what this is doing is just making so much more data available to clinicians on the front line. And the rate of increase of that data is just picking up and picking up. And so it means that our specialists are starting to have to have subspecialties. And as you specialize, you start to lose sight of some of the bigger picture elements. And I think that's where machine learning can be so powerful in healthcare. Because what it allows us to do is train very targeted, specific machine learning algorithms that can play one specific role in the diagnosis, for example, or the treatment of, of a patient and allow clinicians to really focus on that bigger picture, the more holistic care for those patients. One thing that's really struck me there is AI machine learning. These are terms that have been like buzzwords for quite a while, right? And it seems that a lot of people have raised a lot of money on the back of just using those words in, in venture meetings and, and all the rest of it. I think 
what you've just said to me is a real shift in focus to proof i.e proof that it works proof that it's going to affect patients in a positive way and i guess what that is likely to mean is that good companies are going to win is that something you agree with Absolutely. I think um, just to touch on the first point, the definition of what artificial intelligence is, is still so broad. Um, <laughs> in that discussion I had with Sam Roberts, and she was talking about the launch of the new AI fund that the NHS is doing. So they've committed £140 million over three years to fund the adoption of AI in, in uh, the NHS. And the very first question that came back in a small group of people around the table is, well, what's the definition of AI? Yeah. And you could see so many companies are thinking, well, I do a little bit of data analytics. Can I shoehorn this into <laughs> this fund? And I think what we're starting to see now is that people are, are moving away from just the pure definition and starting to define what do we need to see from these systems to believe that they can deliver the value. And that definition of what we need to see is helping to really galvanize what artificial intelligence is. Hmm. Um, so for example, you know, the, the fund is split into four different categories, which aligns really well to how we think about the industry, right the way through you know, initial proof of concept, through to building the clinical evidence, through to clearing the regulatory hurdles, and then to dissemination of the technology across healthcare systems. And if you're going to go through that process, uh, you can see that the artificial intelligence systems that are actually solving a specific problem rather than just analyzing data sets and, and applying very simple algorithms to them are going to be the ones that, that can meet those criteria and ultimately deliver that care into the healthcare system. Because to get regulated, you need to be very specific, don't you, about the problem it is you're solving and what your actual application is. And it seems that there are the historically recent history, but there have been lots of companies that have traded on the back of saying yeah we're AI machine learning but it seems like increasingly so um, th that need for proof also brings with it a need to be really specific about exactly what it is you're doing and proving that you are actually AI machine learning. Absolutely and you know just touching on regulation it's one of the most fascinating areas as an innovator the first assumption is that you look at regulation as a barrier um, and in many respects it is but it's a necessary barrier mm. because what regulators do is they say what is the risk of this technology that you want to use? And then based on that risk and the claims that you want to make about the technology, there's a series of hurdles you have to overcome to prove that your technology can be, be used in that way. You know, when you look at us um, and we're saying, or helping to identify something that's melanoma, which will kill someone versus something that is not melanoma and we discharge them. If we get that wrong, that's having a significant impact on someone's life and the, the, the chance of them surviving a cancer if they have it. So the regulator looks at it and says, well, you want to make that claim. We want to make sure that the way your technology works doesn't have any ability just to mess up because you've put a basic coding in there, error in there. We want to make sure that when you're telling people what you do, you're very clear about what you do and don't do. All of these things are absolutely critical. So regulation has such a, a key role to play with making these sorts of technologies successful. And I think um, to come back to the second point you were making around targeted artificial intelligence or machine learning algorithms being the place to get started or the place that, that will probably get the most traction. Absolutely, I agree, because what I think the focus of, of machine learning and healthcare needs to be is those specifically targeted areas so that we can help clinicians deliver care rather than try and uh, replace or change the system. What humans are particularly good at is using empathy, communication and imagination to solve problems. 
And that's the art of medicine. And what machine learning is particularly good at is condensing huge amounts of complex data sets and being able to identify the causation of something or the issue that we can explore. And if you couple those things together, that's when you're going to see the real power of, of uh, machine learning in, in healthcare by augmenting the clinician's ability to, to work with the patient. Hi guys, thanks for listening to part one. You can head over to episode two to catch the next part of myself and Neil Daly in conversation.